2: Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How are you?
3: Um, I'm okay. It's been a quite a week. It's a
2: lot going on. Um, how, how's your week been? How are you? Um, I'm not feeling great, honestly. <laughs> like, I've had... Like yesterday I was feeling a little better. Today I'm like... I don't know. I just feel... Um... I don't want to say helpless, but I do in some ways. I don't, not like, obviously I know like there's a lot going on and that we're empowering ourselves, but I'm just, I don't know, I guess I'm just worried about the future. Um, but- I'm definitely in, worried about the yeah, future. Yeah, I'm very worried about the future. Um, uh, 2020 is relentless, huh? Yeah, it doesn't let up. Um, but you know, with everything going on, um, with George Floyd's death and so many, just so many deaths at this point, you know, I think our, our our people are at a, they're done. I'm done. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm tired too. And like, you know, as women, like who have kids, it's, a, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. I don't even know, my daughter's five, I don't even know how to have these conversations with her right now. I haven't really. But, um, I don't know, I wanted to, when me and Jamila were talking about this this, this week's episode, um, I know you guys have probably been listening to a lot of podcasts talking about what's happening. And for us, like, for me, my what, my big concern, what like, what I just can't stop thinking about and all the people that I've been hitting up are, like, the black men in my life. Like, are you okay? You good? I love you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate yeah. you. You know? And, like, for this week's episode, I really wanted to have on someone who I respect and who I think, you know, is... Well-versed in talking about many, many topics, including, you know, what's happening right now. So I'm really excited to have you on, Van. Hi, Van. What up? Guys, we have Van. This is Van Lathan. Um, You guys know Van if you've been listening to our podcast. He was on our podcast last year. We were on his this year. Um, He's a friend of Good Moms. (laughs) Uh, So Welcome.
4: What's up? How you guys doing? I appreciate the intro. <laughs> uh, glad to you guys are doing well, and appreciate the transparency about the conflicted feelings of, of uh, you know, your headspace in terms of what's going on right now. I feel I feel like everyone feels the same way.
2: Yeah, I I mean I I Facetime Van today, and I think my phone died in mid of like mid of my despair. <laughs> I was like, Van, I'm helpless. He's like, Listen, click. I was like, Okay. <laughs> so much for that. he's like, you should not feel helpless. I'm like, I know. Um, It does feel helpless. It
3: does feel, it feels like, what the fuck? I'm honestly, I'm just tired. Like, I'm exhausted. Being a parent is exhausting. Being a parent to a black child, like to think that you have to let them out into the world or even to expose them to understand the concepts of this life that just don't make any fucking sense at all. You know, like, that is a very... Hard lesson to teach. That's a that's a heartbreaking lesson to have to teach a child too. So and and then like you know me and Erica are from the Valley. I would say the majority of our friends are not
2: black. And what? No. <laughs> speak for not. yourself. My, majority of my friends are not white. I don't really have white friends. You do have white friends. <laughs> I have like two white friends. I'm okay. not, and I love them. I'm just saying, like, speak for yourself.
3: <laughs> I'm saying, I do have black friends, but here, like in in the Valley in LA, most of my friends are not black. No. I can't I can't say most of my friends are black in and here in this state, in this city, but like ac- across the, the spread of the nation. Yes, I have a lot of black friends, but like my closest friends here outside of you are not black. And honestly, like I, I, I I'm just I don't want to talk t- about I, this topic. Huh? Mila,
4: I'm just letting you know. Mila, I'm letting you know you fucking up the next B.T. Instagram live takeover. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm.
3: I, I need more. Uh, shit. I'm Did you like,
4: see my face, man. I'm like.
3: You didn't even let me. F- you didn't let me finish. I'm like. First yeah, of you're all, you're on
2: your own island, bitch.
3: First of all, bitch. You better not leave me on this island, the San Fernando Valley island, bitch. You know what it is. First of all, was, the point is.
2: <laughs> yeah, make the point.
3: <laughs> I have felt. But I don't, I don't really have a lot of patience to discuss these topics with certain people. I don't, like, at this point, like, just right now in, the mo- like, these co- last couple days, like, I know people want to be active and want to have their input and people care. But, like, if you say the wrong shit to me, I, 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 I can't be delicate with your feelings this week. Like, I've found myself ignoring a lot of comments just because I don't, I can't, it, explain them all. You know? <laughs> I don't want to talk about the small businesses that are getting like looted and how sad that is. I don't. I, I can't. I don't have enough. I don't have energy for it. So I'm not saying I don't have a lot of black friends. The majority of my friends are black, Erica and Van. <laughs> OK, 90%. But here in the Valley, the people I've grown up closest to, and Erica, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, her 12 black friends I don't know. <laughs> A lot of that. I don't, know. I don't, it's
2: because I don't have friends. <laughs> the, the, the three that I have.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: and and, and, I, and I, I don't know if, and I know other people, not only with like the people close to me, but like big brands that I'm like, some brands that are not saying shit that maybe I shop at or just people on it's my social, you know, who are, you know, pressing those baby hairs down all week. But ain't said, you know, love, love all the, the hip hop culture, love all the black daddies. <laughs> no words, crickets. It's bothering me. It's bothering me. And I also i am questioning, like, is it trendy right now to be like woke and want to be a part of the conversation? Or is this genuine care? Because I'm tired because I've seen this shit a lot. It hurts. It It's, it's painful. It's hurtful. Like, are, are you guys just jumping in right now because it's convenient? Because I don't have time for that. Sorry, I had to get that right. off my chest.
4: <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, like, what I'd say, uh, first of all, a couple of things. There's, there's a reason why people are, um, are, their fuses are so much shorter in terms of things right now. And one reason is that, like, you know, let's say, like, we're in the game now. This is the game. Like, we're on the, the biggest stage uh, as a society, as a culture, as a group of people. Like, we're, this is the game. Like, if you spent your entire life training for the Olympics – Um, you can fuck up and practice all you want, right? You can stumble when you got your skates on. You can fall when you're running. You can have the fucking uh, javelin go crazy or the pole vault pole slip out of the thing. It's okay. Like, you're, you're still working towards whatever you're working towards. But when you get there and everybody's watching and the stakes are so high and everybody is on edge because what happens in the next couple of days changes the trajectory of your life That's when you got to be at your best, and I think, for better or for worse, that's where we are right now. You want to see the best from people because the stakes are so high. Uh, This is the Olympics of social discourse right now. This is as as serious as it's going to get, or maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. uh, Hopefully, as serious as it's going to get in our lifetime. So anyone who hasn't really put the work in and hasn't practiced and done the work to get to where we are now, you don't wanna have to explain it to them now because we don't have any time to explain it to them now because we gotta be active and we need the action. Uh, really, as far as any of the fake activism, I gotta be honest with you, of course there's some of that out there. Almost anything that you see from a corporation is fake. A corporation does not tell you how much they love you by posting some something on Instagram. A corporation, tells you how much they love you with a checkbook. A corporation is a soulless entity that exists in order to make money. Everything that a corporation does is around money. When they want something, they pay for it. So when a corporation cares about Black Lives Matter, when a corporation cares about black people, what they do is they will donate a half a million dollars, a million dollars, uh, or something like that somewhere. I think I saw Peloton maybe it was the bike company half a million bucks that's what you demand from a corporation an instagram post they can have an intern do that in 30 seconds that does not matter um but other than that like the fake activism it doesn't really bother me that much because there's too much else on our plate to 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 be concentrating on it it's annoying it definitely is annoying i'm definitely with you on that it's annoying I think it's more so
2: like if you want to educate yourself, there's a there's a lot of information out there. Like there's so like I was sitting here with my friend this morning and one of his, you know, his white homeboys called him and said, I'm on your side. My family is I'm trying to explain shit to them. How do I explain shit to them? What 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 do I say? How do I say it so that it makes sense? And I was sitting here watching him trying to explain it and I was increasingly getting more irritated. What is there to explain? Well, it was more so like it's not our jobs. Like I, I get it though. I get sometimes we have to sit back and we have to be like, okay, if we want Change, this person is progress. asking for help. Right. They're asking for help. They wanna learn, okay? Like this is the, this is what we all we could ask for, right? But at the same time, I'm like you <laughs> this just been going on, first of all. Like, now, because pe- black people and all, all people are looking at you with their arms crossed, like, nigga, hello, hi. Well, your back's looking the Are you going to say wall, something yeah. or not again? You know, I think this time it feels more, it's very, like, individual, aggressive. You know, like, I've had people, some friends call me that I'm like, this is weird. Like, you're, call, you're calling Why? me, asking if I'm okay. Like, I get it. I appreciate it. But I'm just like, what is it about right now that was different than all the other times, besides that businesses are getting looted and protested. You know what I mean? Obviously, I know that we've, we're we at a breaking point, obviously, but like, I just don't, I don't know, I don't feel like it's my job to educate you on why this is fucked up and how to explain it to your white friends. It's
3: especially when I'm... I'm experiencing this like firsthand. These are, th- these are like, these are things that have, I've experienced for, I I'm, I'm exposed to my whole life. And now that you come in and you, you want my explanation, I don't want to be your token black friend that has to explain like basic shit. Don't call me.
4: Mm. Yeah. It's up to everybody. <laughs> it's up to everyone in that situation to determine how, how much they want to take on. Have you gotten yeah, so- those
2: calls and like, how are you dealing with them? Cause I feel like every black person has gotten that call. Do you want to come on our show this this time around? Like, I've never gotten these calls before, ever before. Yeah. But this well, time I'm not getting. I mean, we've had it on our platform, like like women yeah. reaching out who have black sons, or you know, white women mm-hmm. with black sons and stuff. How do we talk about race with our kids? But like, not 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 my closest friends have asked me how do I discuss this. You know. So how do you Ooh. deal with that?
4: Ooh, your closest friends. Yeah. Who I'm assuming are white. Thereby proving this okay.
2: point. My one friend.
4: <laughs> my one friend. Oh,
2: but no, you don't. Oh, you have a white friend? I
4: do. Uh, oh, interesting.
3: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
2: No, she said the majority. I said I don't. My majority of my friends are not white. They're not. No, they're I'm, not. Just fucking, guys, I'm
4: just fucking you guys. I'm just. She said white. the
2: majority. I, I'm gonna fuck you up first
4: of all. Just fucking <laughs> But look, but look. Uh, no. Um, yeah, of course I've gotten those calls. I think you know it's on a case by case basis. Number one. If there's somebody that I feel like is fucking with me, then you don't get any of my energy, you know what I mean? But if it's somebody who actually has uh, real substantive questions about what we see going on in our world, I don't feel like it's my duty to do that. I don't feel like I have to do it. But most of the time, like I'll, I'll, I'll let somebody bend my ear on it just because I think it's important for people to have the information uh, that comes from the right sources. But listen, for anybody that's tired of explaining shit, I get it. It's on you. I think the reason why a lot of people are asking questions now is because despite the fact that we've been going through this, what you have to understand is mainstream America looks at this uh, as a significant degree of peril that they've never been in before. We've seen uprisings. We've seen marches. We've seen protests. What we haven't seen is the the entire country on fire at the same time, the very fabric of America kind of being threatened. Like, for example... Right now, you can't really tell me or you can't demonstrate to me the authority of the police right now because what this moment has really demonstrated more than anything else is that 90% of the authority that police have, we give to them. Yeah, they're, they're, they're out no, they're outnumbered That's by fine. such a significant degree that if one day we were to say we're not listening to anything that you say, we would lose people, but at the same time, there would really be nothing that they could do. So what people are asking themselves right now is what have we gotten from the unexplained, unspoken social contract that we've signed with the police department, whereas we don't go around fucking things up and we listen to them? What have we gotten for that? And if all we get is death, then why should we listen? And until society is able to answer that fundamental question, we're going to see this continue in some form or fashion.
2: It's true. I I, I agree. It's true. Can I add to that? I was like, how do I add to this?
3: Burn this shit up. I I mean, I went out. I went out this weekend. I went out twice. I went out in downtown, um, and then I went out to the action in Beverly Hills, on Melrose. um, And you're absolutely true. There is nothing, though, they weren't doing shit. I had a grand old time. There was a lot of community. I think what, I was watching the news while simultaneously driving through the neighborhoods, pulling Mm. up, getting out. And I will tell you this, like, first of all, it wasn't just us, it wasn't just black people. There's a lot of Latinos, there's a lot of, like, I saw a mix of everyone. And when I say there was just pure love, like, Yo. What's up? Black Lives Matter. You want a shot? Sure. I didn't pay for it anyway. You want this bottle? Sure. Fuck this shit up. And you know what? And I had this conversation with one of my non-black friends. It was brief because I don't have a lot of patience. And it was, you know, about, you know, the small businesses that, you know, they may not be able to feed their families after this looting. That could be true. That's a possibility probably not if you have a business especially a brick and mortar you likely have insurance for every item that's in that place and unfortunately i think a lot of those business owners and i saw some people of color you know owned businesses you know and what i'm sure was placed there conveniently sometimes la i mean the people whose smaller businesses got fucked up this issue may not have been an issue to you at all had that not happened to your business. And you may not have a good taste in your mouth about it now, but do I give a fuck? I don't. This this these this this is happening only as a cause and effect of other shit happening. And like you said, Van when we don't do anything, we've waited around for this. I'm not saying this is like gonna be the end all, be all, the fucking solution, but I don't, I don't have sympathy for anyone because no one has had sympathy for me and mine. And every time this shit happens, this is the first time everybody's all up in arms because it's brought to your for your your fucking uh, door Doorstep. And I kept hearing repeatedly on the news this bitch kept saying, "Oh, these businesses, they haven't sold anything in three months, and now look at this." Yeah, I was out there like. Black power! I was screaming, I was howling out the window like a fucking I I was in it to win it. And I and right. I felt I felt good about it and I felt community and I felt like everybody was there on the same accord. We're angry. If you don't want to listen, our, do you hear me now? I saw a sign. Do you hear us now? And I was like, "Yeah, do you?" And and that, and, that, and there was police just literally standing around while people were taking shit and breaking shit, and they could do nothing about it. And it, it was it dawned on me that that's true. There's power in numbers, but also the truth of the matter is, which scares me because I'm a fucking conspiracy theorist. Is what if they just come and bomb all this shit because they can too? Like they they have the force and the means to kill a great a lot of people, and they've shown us time and time again they don't give a fuck morality is not their main their main squeeze nor has it ever been humanity that doesn't matter so i mean are there there's obviously been people planning stuff to like entice, you know and fake looters and all this other shit that exists and we have to be aware of that too but in the meantime i mean i don't really feel any
2: sympathy
4: hmm. um oh go i'm sorry sis. i was just going to
2: say i think historically it's been shown that unless you use force shit doesn't change <laughs> I mean being quiet especially when you're black or you're a person of color sitting back and waiting for the the laws to do what they must, that they will has never worked. I mean I think we should do that too, but do it all. I just mean right. like money talks and fucking up some shit. <laughs> I inevitably. I hope. I pray. I hope it'll. I hope it'll change something. But when I was saying today, like I, when I was call when I called Van today and he asked me how I was doing and I told him I felt hopeless. It was more so because I felt like I support everything that's happening in in the streets and the, the protesting and all those things. I'm just wondering, like
1: after that, with the Lucky Land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: What then? How do we mobilize? What how do we change the house we didn't build? You know what I mean? It has to be on them. Like it just has to be burnt down to hmm. the ground and started over. That, but also that does hmm. they have enough money to rebuild that shit. I do. Huh. It's endless. So yeah. how do we how does it change is my question. Yeah.
4: So a little quick hit little quick history nugget here. Like, let's say we go way back hundreds of years ago, right? um you know you have like uh american colonists you know people come from great britain wherever they come they settle here in america right uh 15 1600s they 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 come here to settle in america well over a couple of generations something starts to happen right the people that are here on the mainland of america they become americans like they become something different than the people that govern them in England, right? There's an ocean separating them. They start to talk different, walk different, think different, or walk different things than the people that were over, over them, right? King George or whomever, that's who the king was when the rebellion started. But all the kings before them, they start to think different than them. What they then start to ask as their culture deviates away from the culture that governs them and dominates them, they start to ask for more representation for the specific way that they look at the world, the specific struggles that they're going through, and the specific things that happen in their lives. They want to be heard. No taxation without representation. That means, hey, we don't want to just pay you and then not have uh, – um a voice in what goes on with us. That doesn't work for us. If we're paying taxes and we're um, sort of participating in in citizenry the way that we should, we want to have a voice and we want to be protected. So that doesn't happen for them, right? And skirmishes jump off. But how do those people really make their presence felt and begin what would end up turning into America? Well, what they do is they take tea and they dump it into the Boston Harbor right? The Boston Tea Party. they destroy the number one cash the number one cash money maker uh, of trade between them and Great Britain. They show that they can economically hurt them, economically cripple them. They throw things, they destroy stuff. This country was birthed in rebellion. It was birthed by people who were asserting um, the power and the voice of their own culture after they were left choiceless. So anyone telling you that what's happening now is un-American or is or any it's the, it's the, the of,
2: foundation of America?
4: It's literally the most American thing that could possibly exist, besides, besides of course slavery. So like in, in in any of this stuff, this is nothing new. The question becomes, to your point, what it is that we want? Well, the first thing that we have to do is make sure that everybody is listening. So this is in steps. So now that everyone is listening, we have to have, number one, a comprehensive review in policing in this country, whether or not we need to defund police departments. 100%. Where the money goes, whether or not we need to separate police unions uh, from political power in this country. Absolutely. All of these structural changes are changes that we are going to have to demand and we're going to have to pay attention to which group of politicians steps up And addresses these concerns. Now, it doesn't matter to me. It wouldn't matter right now if Trump abolished the police. I'm not prepared to vote for him uh, no matter what he does. However, the political power of of not just black Americans, because it's not black people against white people here. It's everyone against racists. So the system that we've talked about, to Mila's point, can no longer stand. It's untenable. The way we've been living, it can't go on. It's like over now. And if, it, if if people don't really see that movement's being made in that direction, this will get worse. It's very important that Americans understand. There's never been a nation that's lasted forever, never. If we were having this conversation in 1989, the Soviet Union was the second most powerful nation in the entire world. There's never been a nation that's lasted forever. If you want America, you might have to be willing to watch it change and help it evolve. And we'll see if the country's well ready to do that.
2: I think the scariest part I of I don't the- know if we have leadership that's willing to do that. I don't... I I. I. I don't... <laughs> I don't have faith in our election process. I don't have faith well, you, in the idea that Trump is not going to get you, reelected. We, we, we can't
3: have faith. That's why the system can't exist. We can't have faith in a system that's been falsely presented as a democracy and it's clearly not just like you said this this country was birthed mm. in rebellion and then brought us as slaves and said make us strong and give us free labor for hundreds of years and the second that you know and then like oh but we gave you freedom and now you're fine now you can get educated and now you're fine the fact of the matter is this is this country has been built on the blood and sweat and tears of anti-democracy literally one-third of a human being being looked at as property that it's literally been birthed on some bullshit Mm -hmm. and then we're trying to fix or upgrade a, a, a system but the system needs to disappear it has to start over the problem is you're right is there leadership is there leadership in the black community not strongly no because the system
2: has made it so that that have, I think there is leadership in the Black community. I just think we are, are not united, really. Well, leadership it won't
3: ex- there won't be successful leadership if there's not a united front. If there's not community, but they've done such a grand job at dismantling the, the our community and love for one another and love for ourselves. That is really. Where the like it's hard to be cohesive,
2: you know. I think it's that also paired with just the time that we live in. Like one of my biggest fears, even when before this happened, with even with the pandemic or whatever, was that like nothing would change because we are a society that kind of just like sheeple, we're sheep. We just like it's we move on so quickly. Once it's done, it's done. It's over with. Just like just like all of the deaths that have happened in our community, they're so important for two weeks, and then it's over with. Like white people oh, are like, make okay, no, get it out, get it out, get it make,
4: out do you make f- no mistake about it. This right here would be different if there were other things to do
2: right mm-hmm. and, and, and uh, I think and I think I think that being at home really has highlight it's really why because my question too, for myself, and I was asking myself, why is this different? Why is this different this isn't the, this isn't the first time we've seen a black man murdered on camera by a police officer. No. you know this is why is this different? and I think to your point. A lot of it is is because we're home and we actually i feel like i'm i think our minds are changing where we are more present people i i worry about like i don't want to say the younger generation like i'm so much older but like i don't know it just feels like everything's always moving so quickly that i just wonder like how are we we have to be relentless with this shit we have to and like this has like they can't dissipate
3: it's hard to be relentless because it's such heavy shit that we're we're exposed to and discussing in our community all the time. And for other people, it's like it could be a season and then it's been it's past. We've let them get it out and let it pass. But for us, it, it is it becomes exhausting. But we have no choice but to be relentless. Just like that conversation we have with somebody um, about like uh, Sean, like seeing these images, these images of our people being murdered all the time. How does like how does that trauma affect us? Absolutely, It does. But do we have any other option but to continuously like let let people know the reality? Because the the truth of the matter is you even still have the option to watch the shit all the way to the end or not. My other friend was like, yeah, I had to make my dad watch the video. I asked him had he seen it. He hadn't seen it yet because they can people can assume they probably weren't compliant because that's how they think of us. Because, but we all know that not to be true. But you have to, like, we have to continuously, continuously go hard, or else. And you know what else scares me? I don't know if you guys know that this was the actual like reunion, or like it fell on the same date as the Tulsa, the Tulsa bombings. Mm-mm. In Oklahoma, where there was like Black Wall Street, Mm -hmm. so it was like May thirty first, first and second. It's like the same exact time period, which is very interesting because I think there's like a planet that's in the house that's closest to the Earth that also was at that time. I'm not sure what planet. Someone said it at the barbecue, but um, you know, there was a Black like Wall Street in Oklahoma. We had our own banks, our own postal systems, like our own community. Basically, we were thriving, and obviously, for obvious reasons, they didn't like that. (laughs) they came and killed hundreds of people and bombed the city so that it would be hard like that that is really the tr- the truth of the matter is, is that community within like Becoming cohesive that way is what is scaring them the most. And that's what scares me. The more cohesive we become, the more we get allies, the more they're going to plot against us to do whatever they can to dismantle that. I know it because we can't trust these people. That's who started slavery. That's who supported this dialogue. So that's why I think it's that important to have a dialogue completely outside of the media, completely outside of this this structure because it's it's failed us every time.
4: Yeah, the... um. What happened in places like Black Wall Street, and then Tulsa, and even in Atlanta to a degree with the race riots that they had there, Black Wall Street was an extermination of an entire community, a very intentional one done by people who weren't doing as well as what they were. Um, There was, there are incidents like that that happened uh, through violence, and then there are are just other things, ways that America has maintained the status quo Uh, obviously discrimination, redlining, uh, all of that stuff, hiring practices, all of those things, and some of them are big major things, and some of them are little bitty microaggressions that you can't quite put your finger on. Um, Like, we can't reach uh, into people's hearts and change their minds about black people, and I'm not interested in it, if you don't. If, if, if you don't fuck with me, if you don't think that I'm great because I'm black, that's fine. That's your business. But what you can't do is deny me rights that are guaranteed to me that my ancestors bled for uh, and earned more than any other group. That I won't stand for. And if I don't have a co- a government that uh, respects my sovereignty and my ability to assert those rights, then that government has to either change or fall. So what I would say to anyone is kind of like, you know, it, it uh, like it, this is advanced citizenry here in America. You got to want it bad. Like, it, to uh, a lot of the problems that happen is that for the last generation we failed to be engaged citizens. We failed to stand up and be counted. Not just in terms of when there's something that happens like this. I'm talking about in other things that we should do in terms of being involved. What they there's been a narrative that's been handed down to us that. Uh, There's nothing we can do to change our circumstances, so just fuck it, right? And and I think that we have to hold each other accountable for what it is that we want in order to have thriving communities. And when I say thriving communities, I mean black communities that have hospitals, banks, and schools, things like that. Real self-contained communities where we can check up on each other, right? But in order to do that, we're not just gonna be able to, it's not gonna stop at marching or protesting or what I call punitive economic damage, punitive economic damage, economic damage because people are upset, so this is punitive. We're not just going out there and going crazy. It's not going to stop there. It's going to have to uh, continue with a structural and mental realigning of what we expect to get from the country. And what we really should be expected to get from the country is more than a lot of people. Understand what I'm saying? More than a lot of people. Because there are very few groups, no matter what they say, that can say that they built America, that they gave America an economic head start to compete with the rest of the world. All of that's due to hundreds of years of free labor, and then even after that, sharecropping, and then even after that, Jim Crow. Our ancestors earned it, and if we too pussy, not pussy, if we're too weak and soft to go out there and deliver on their blood sacrifice then it's on us true and we got to do that now and we got to keep doing that
3: i think i think that's true and i think that's the part that hurts the most because i think i i can say i i haven't done enough yeah, especially for someone who's a mother who has a child who you know like the because it does feel helpless it does feel like where where to start because like you said there's all on so many levels there's so many levels of this shit you know on very mm-hmm. you know like there's people who pretend they're like they're not but you know i'm sure in, in, the, in the comfort of their white homes there are comments being said and no one's being corrected i'm sure in the corporate right. office if you know fucking tyrone may be more qualified than joe and you know becky might know it she might not say because it may jeopardize her job it takes for every little it, it it it's such a fucking cancer it feels so huge it's to demolish. Nice. And it's it's not even just in the United States. It's globally they've tried to shit on us. Mm-hmm. They, stri- like, rape Africa. China's raping Africa as we speak. It's just a global pandemic and it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it even heightens, like, just because coronavirus exists and now this exists and there's just, like, this heightened, like, thing. But for black people, it's like, I was, I was tripping off of corona. I was. But I'm like, try being black right this is- every day it's you might die it's corona every day so and then you add this stress mm-hmm. and these levels you know and it's just it's interesting it's very interesting and i'm i'm over it and i'm ready for it to be over and i honestly feel like by any means necessary you know, i don't feel like people understand anything but blood or money
2: how do you like how are you doing man Like, I, cause like I, you know, I said, like I check, I've been checking in on like the black men in my life and like, how do you feel? How do you, how are you, what's your mind? What's your mental state? What's your mind like?
4: (laughs) You know, it's, you know what the crazy thing is, is that I'm well, like this is familiar. The, The disease fucked me up just because I was like, yo, like, you know, I just didn't handle it well like i started watching world war z yeah i I did that too and that fucked me up you know what i'm saying and i i'm like i'm tripping with washing (laughs) I, i was washing i washed my hands so much to a point to where my skin was cracking you know what i mean like i was checking my temperature 15 times a day the whole nine so that didn't this though um this is familiar this is the reality that I already knew that I lived inside of. These are constructs that I was already, these are walls that I was familiar with. Um, and, all, and also, this was something that there was no way uh, wasn't going to happen. This is inevitability. So what I think my function is right now is to make sure that people remember it's okay. We're going to get through this, but we got to be ready to see this through to the end and that that's not necessarily a violent end any any store owners out there obviously my heart goes out to anyone that lost any business but what i'm telling you is that the issues are so much bigger um, than what you could possibly imagine and they're so much deeper and the pain is so much deeper there are things that me and some of my friends are doing in order to make sure that people that need help and relief to rebuild after all of this is over will get that help and that relief. Private funds, different things, money that you can come to. I'll come out there and I'll help you paint over graffiti. I'll do the work to undo the unrest that just happened, but I'm not gonna act like what's happening on the streets America shouldn't have been able to see coming and America shouldn't have addressed generations ago. Okay, so that's the thing with me. As far as I'm concerned, I'm okay. Like I, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to not just protect my energy. I'm trying to amplify it. I'm trying to stay engaged. Trying to stay in the know, and I'm trying to make sure that everybody realizes that as long as we lean on each other, we won't fall. But we have to lean on each other right now.
2: Yeah,
3: um, I took time out because I realized I think as black people, we we go through shit so regularly, especially in this in this space where it's just a a part of life that we you know we're dealing with trauma that we're not even aware of and it it dawned on me like i I did have like a a therapy thing happen for like two months like like a year ago and i was just like i took the time to go and use better help go and sign up for a therapist go through the thing like it even and and I liked it because it gives you the option to be like, do you want a, a woman, someone of color, are LGBTQ issues a matter? Are you religious? Are you spiritual? You know, like these these things that like we pro- you can choose and not feel uncomfortable about asking because it's on the computer. And I'm really just taking the opportunity to be like, I may need to talk about some shit because it's not healthy to be carrying around this anger and this stress, and and it and it can, and it,
2: it can be. Directed incorrectly. Well, it bleeds into all the a- aspects of your life. Yeah, it starts to bleed into it. I mean, all the trauma, like, it's- and so much anxiety. There's so much anxiety, like, it, even. Thinking
3: about the conversation I'm gonna to have to have with Luna and like asking her, Do you wanna go protest? And she's like, What is that? I'm like, You know, protest, fight for our rights. <laughs> she's just looking at me like I'm fucking crazy and shit. But it's just, it just, it saddens me, you know. And I, I'm, I'm gonna, I have to talk to someone to have the conversation to figure this shit out. And like you said, it takes leaning in and, and using the resources and really first admitting that this shit hurts and it's not, it should not be a part of life. This is not normal.
0: 18 plus it's
2: not normal it's not no and i think i think you know we we've i've always been an advocate for therapy and i think and unfortunately in our community i feel like it doesn't feel like an option it doesn't feel like it's affordable it doesn't feel like we're supposed to be talking about our business but there's a lot to to unpack aside from just daily life shit the trauma of like Seeing people die daily our people die daily that's like for a, nothing. It's traumatic mm. White people don't see videos of their people dying so on Instagram and, and then, every month and then
3: read comments how people have the privilege of saying oh they weren't being they weren't being compliant. That's traumatic for me, the fact that you responded this way, that there are people that are seeing what I'm seeing, watching the same shit that I'm seeing, and you have the fucking audacity and privilege to say some shit that is just not there. That is what really fucking scares me. Right.
4: Yeah, Well, remember now, everyone, take breaks. Yeah. Take yeah, breaks. Yeah, you gotta take breaks. Well, I don't you, watch, like, I it's don't... Not, you, like, you're not... You, you, you're not <clears throat> You have to take breaks. I'm not. I I mean, look, I watched the George Floyd video just because. uh, uh, What? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, Yeah, now I can. can. Yeah, yeah. I said I watched the George Floyd video after a while just because it just kept. It was just pounding me. It it was boom, boom. George Floyd. I I, I tried to not watch
2: it at first. I was like, I "I can't. I can't. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I already know. I know how it ends. But then Mm -hmm. I just I had I had to. I had to. Yeah, yeah,
4: I had to I had to see it, and um, I wish it never happened. But as far as the video, I needed to see it. I needed to see it to understand, to to, to really be engaged. But, um, you know, Sean, Sean, what Sean is doing is is uh, and what other people that put the videos out and stuff like that, what they're doing is valuable work for a lot of people. I know that there are a lot of different opinions on 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 Sean himself, but he he he, there's valuable work, valuable stuff that, that people do as far as putting those videos out, but that's not for me. Like I, my brain doesn't really work in a way that I can ingest all of that. What I just need to know is where my guns need to go in terms of like my, my my mental weaponry and my physical presence, but I cannot exist in some of the worlds that I exist in and just watch black people being destroyed every day. I can't do it. I can't either. I'll freak out. Y'all saw I fucking freaked out on the people last year. So like like, like I'll, I'll like I'll, I'll like I'll freak out. I can't like I can't do it. It's like it's not mentally. I don't have the restraint, and I don't have the uh, really my my bowl isn't that big. I gotta empty stuff out of my head sometimes. Um, but look, all of this should should like you guys are mothers, and you guys are very proud, and you guys are so. It's just fun to watch people be loving parents. Like it's always fun to watch people love it cuz at first you get annoyed. When you don't have kids, you're like, "Hey, on the real, stop it with the kitty bullshit." <laughs> like it's like it's like whatever. But after a while, just you you do. After a while, seeing someone pour so much of their self and their existence into somebody else's happiness and somebody else's growth and somebody else's evolution and protection, you you can't help but be enamored with it. You can't help but be drawn to people who care that much about somebody else. Um, And that's why it's important for people to really do the work to make a better world. Because as crazy as it sounds, we've all failed if in 20 years it's still hashtags floating around like this. This could either be a time in America that we looked back on, or this could be it. And it's up to us.
2: And I, I, you know, people always say, you know, when you're a parent, like you want to leave your your kid to a better world or you worry about the world that you're leaving them to. And that has, that I feel like has been the source of so much Mm. anxiety for me. (laughs) Like I'm really scared about that. It's not like, oh, girls are wearing like, thongs on the street or like what really? kind of world am I leaving her to like people are twerking on the camera it's more like I'm like is there gonna be a world mm-hmm. like am, am I cool leaving you here No, you might, you might have to right. come I feel guilty like, bringing I'm you like, here you th- might have to come and yeah do I need any more kids like we yeah. might need, I want to see how this plays out first like it's just it's a scary scary world and like yeah like my anxiety has been bigger more than ever which is why I, I take mushrooms now <laughs> Yeah, honestly,
3: mushrooms have helped. You should try them. <laughs> you should try them, Van. For real, you should. She microtose. was telling me
4: about that. How, how do you do the mushrooms? Like, what do you? I've never, I've never taken that before. Like, what do you do? Well, like they're just, you just mushrooms. You can do it differently.
3: Piece? You can just crush them up a little and put them in like some yogurt with granola. That's the best way because they taste not good. Or you can get them in chocolate form, or you can get them in little capsules.
2: But however, where you get them. I don't know. I've just had to kind of, like, depart from my... What, is, separa- what like, does it do? From this reality. From my reality here. And it's, like, not that I'm, like, when I take them, I'm like, I'm somewhere else. That's not what it is. It's more so, like, I don't know. I'm able to separate from my anxiety and still be, like, okay, this I'm present. This is what's happening. This is not what's happening. This is not important. My anxiety is not me. And, like, that... But that idea that of leaving my child into to this world of, like, not knowing, like... Are you gonna is it, like I don't know. Like I don't even know. We have and to s- raise soldiers. But then we have to
3: be a soldier in order to raise a soldier and that's where we, we need to start. Because nothing will change. Nothing will change unless we, we start and then they won't even understand what that means until we start, you know. we just have to do better. Absolutely.
4: <laughs> I mean, no we're, I mean I mean we got to do us. They got to do better. We just gotta do us. And when I say do us, I mean, listen, man. I know that there's a lot of petty bickering that goes on between um, black Americans sometimes, and a lot of it has to do with sort of how things have been. You know, there's not a lot of slots. We fight for the same slots. You know what I mean? If it's you walk into a room, like I never forget when I was at TMZ, there was actually a point where, you know, I had made. My sort of identity as the black guy on the show, and so because I was the black guy on the show, I, I never forget. This is one of the moments that I really caught myself because I had made like my my first year or two there being a big deal on the TV show or whatever. I had made my identity as a black guy on the show. So whenever another black dude walked into TMZ, i will be like, Oh shit, hmm. yo, is this nigga better looking? Is he gonna be smarter? Is he gonna be like, there's, I don't know? Is he that? Gonna there's be, not like, enough the craziest- room for both. Yeah, there's not enough room. And do you know the way I com- I dealt with that? I dealt with that by fiercely combating that and trying to prop up as much as I could anybody black that walked into that office. Because I could not allow myself, I was around 31 or 32 then, 32 around, 40 now, I couldn't allow myself to become the nigga that tries to dominate the space wherever he is so that no other black people can get in. I had to exercise that out of me because that feeling happens because you don't know if somebody's going to come in and kick you to the beat because they, they're not enough voices. They're not enough people, but we have to get rid of some of that as far as us, what we do together and how we view each other together. But as far as some of this other structural stuff, it's on them. It's on them. It's on the white American power structure to decide whether or not they want a country or not, whether or not they want workers, whether or not they want businesses, whether they want a copacetic flow and a sharing of American wealth. If they don't want. that, I they do might agree not have with you,
2: but I also think, and I know you say, like we have other our, our own mental like things, like like what you what you shared with your you know your mm-hmm. dynamic when you see a saw another black man walk into you know your your workplace. I feel like black people, though, like we kind of like we've been so taught that we need white things like we don't buy black generally. Mm. (laughs) We don't even when we're told this is what can help uplift us. Even when we see Mm. white people killing us, we don't do it. It's like Mm. a habit. And I don't know how you unbreak that habit. I mean, I think you chip away at it. But it's like, are, are niggas going to stop buying Christian Dior and this and that to, to support some other luxury black brands to help uplift us and, and empower us? I don't know. So the white people are always going to get our money. I mean, not always. I hope not. But like, I don't know how that changes. They have endless money. We have to educate ourselves to recognize how that their economic, like, they're,
3: they have, de, de, like, that's where the power lies, and if we make excuses to not buy from one another, oh, you know, you know, so and so's customer service is poor. This is slow. This is the technology is low. I, so I'm gonna have to go with this major brand, and this major brand, and this major brand. It does. It takes for us to educate, you know, to be educated in those places. And and I honestly think this, if, if at all times, for it to be, it could work. It, it should work. We are excelling at such like black women specifically, mm. business owners, black, you know, like. Just black in corporate America, and, and the and the rate at which we graduate from college, we are blooming, even despite clear traps to do otherwise. You know, so I think now's the time, if any. But I think it's I think you're right. There has to be, we at some point we have to make decisions that because economically is where the shit matters. They, those they care about their pockets. That's all they give a fuck about.
2: Pockets. I mean, because I would love like, I mean, and to your point, like we are blooming in spite of, you know what I mean? So just imagine if there was none of that. The like. Well, well, that's what's
3: scary for them. And that's what that's what's scary for me is that as they see us blooming, best believe they are working up an antidote. Like they are trying to fight against that, that, that blooming because it's power. It's powerful. My friend. okay, this is another thing. (laughs) The black friends that are saying dumb shit. I think that might be even worse. That is really the worst of all. I I had a friend post some shit. I have not called her since. I don't know where to begin. I am appalled and shocked and annoyed. What did she say? I don't. I don't uh, something to the effects of like if we want other races to respect us, we have to like respect each other. Blah, 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 blah. I hate the conversation about like black on black crime in, in amongst the conversation on like police brutality and like that shit irritates me. Mm. That shit irritates me. And like even though that's true, there have there are limited places and spaces. From you know, there's always been like five black actors as long as we've grown up. Maybe there's ten now. Been this, in the same type of movies, and now we're seeing us in different t- spaces and different ways, and we're weird, and we we could be there's. It's just now giving, letting us have this these spaces. But I just, I feel like really, though, black people de- genetically are community-loving people. Hey, sister, what's up? You want, you know, like, if, if I go to the hood, I'm happy to walk into the, you know, even if someone's talking, you little skinny ass, you want some, get her some collard greens. Yes, please. You know, you, Jamila can bring home a white boy, like, you know you brought him that, that white boy last week. Still, he's getting a plate. No one's disowning niggas for bringing home white people. Like, we are, despite everything we've been through, I guarantee, I, I just feel like we got a lot of love to give regardless. And that's crazy that we can even exist and thrive and love and feel happy despite. But, like, that is really our superpower. And, like, you can't take that away from us. And you can pr- you can try, but, like, that, I don't, I don't believe in that. I refuse to believe in that.
4: Yeah, I mean, look, we we come from a place originally where there's more land than there are people and where those people understood how their relationship with the land uh, was important to their existence and therefore how their relationship with each other was important to their existence. You know what I mean? So you come from a celebratory culture, a culture that was advanced in so many different ways in terms of science and art and mathematics, but a culture that celebrated life. And so even throughout... um, everything that happened to us when we got here in some wilderness where we didn't understand it we don't know nothing about the types of lakes and rivers they got the types of trees they got the types of animals they got we have no clue we don't know where we are our diet as soon as we got settled diet same thing as soon as we got settled the first thing that we started to do was try to find a way for to give thanks for being who we are it's one of the things that we do um, when somebody looks at you and they say that, they're saying thank you for being black, thank you for your beauty, thank you for what everything that you're doing. They appreciate that. That has to be translated into the actual forward motion that we need to change some of those things. Like you were talking earlier about the designer stuff and all of that stuff. All of that's American. All of that worship of excess and all of that worship of luxury brands and all of that prestige, that's us trying to in some way show people that us- Assimilate, we too can access the American dream. Yeah, that's all American. Like the the cultures that we came from in Africa uh, were much more about sharing. Obviously you had some ridiculously rich people, but they were much more about sharing. Uh, They were much more about um, each one teach one and the village itself, way more. All of this, this this, peak capitalism, this vicious gangster version of it, that's all stuff we learned here, all of it. And so the reality is that what we have to do as a coach is figure out whether or not that works for us or whether or not it doesn't. I would say, personally, the way that we're going to build the strongest black community is not by turning our backs on capitalism. It's by engaging in capitalism in a different way. We just need some solidarity. And I think that is coming. Not just between black people, by the way. When I'm out at these protests, I've seen a a, a vast coalition of of diversity. The only thing I'll say is, you know, I always worried about the after-college syndrome. Because the The white kids be the after-college syndrome. The white kids be down with you all throughout college. And then right when it's time to go out there and get a job, they're like, okay, (laughs) niggas. I gotta I gotta go work at JP Morgan Chase. So I gotta get him out My here. dad has Help a friend over there. there. <laughs> exactly. So I always worry about that. But you know, maybe it's a little longer. Is that follow right.
2: through. That's why I'm looking at my wife friends like, okay, okay, bitch, I see you. I'm glad you're going. Go do that fight that fight. But how let's see how long you're going to fight this fight. When shit gets real and we really need you and we need to you need to call grandpa and we need to call, you know, you know, your granddaddy that has this and that and the, you know like access. Use. I want you to really use your privilege. Like that's the thing. Like you don't don't exercise your privilege just by going to a riot, texting me asking me if I'm okay, taking like, an Instagram asking photo me if for like I cause. need anything, you know. I, the, all that's great. Use your privilege. Use your privilege, that's what I want to see that's really what I want to see. that's really what matters to me Ooh, when i'm when i'm when I'm thinking about you know the people that I know, my two white friends, man <laughs> I'm just kidding two white <laughs> my friends. only two friends um no just the and just and just even celebrities and people that have like platforms that are so outraged right now like y- y'all connected to the to the system to the the people that built the house so I don't know. What's up? That's yeah. how I feel about it. Like, that's why I'm just like, people tell right. that, That's my biggest issue with like,
3: all lives matter. We're all one human race.
2: When I see pull bah. up, when I see people posting pull up on in in, in Instagram and shit, and I've seen it multiple times, I don't mean just pull up to the fucking protest. <laughs> I just want to be clear about that. Because I feel like that's what that's I'm, that's what I'm concerned about. That like people, these white people or whatever non-black people show up to the protest, feel like they did their due diligence, they did what they were supposed to do, and that's it. And then outside of that, now you know I support you. You know? Like,
3: there's going to be a lot of that.
2: I mean, I know there's going to con- be, but it's, like... It's convenient. I
3: I, you, f- shit, if, if you got your blinders on, if I'm living it's my happy white life shit, fuck if I'm going to be over here stressing myself out, you know? I'm over here with daddy's daddy's money, chilling. I mean, it's just, it's, it's hard being black in America. <laughs> it's even hard being black in it America is, but, in the but, Valley. But,
4: but, but, but. <laughs> but remember, though, like, it's going to be up to us to do the work for ourselves. Anything else is just a bonus. So if, if, if you have somebody else that, like, uh, you know, is gonna is gonna come with you, help you, and support you. That's great. Yeah. But like, you know, it, it, what you're gonna have to do. It's like people that get a trainer and think that the trainer is gonna lose weight for them. Right. Right. Nah, the trainer is someone to help guide you. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's, a, it's a, a basically an accessory in this. It's still gonna be your effort, your mobilization, and the change of your mindset that's gonna get you where you're trying to go. It's good to have allies. It's important to have allies. I would even say it's necessary to have allies.
2: Absolutely.
1: But you got to
4: be willing to go it alone, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Absolutely.
2: <sighs> anyway, all I have to say is um, vote in November. I know, yep. like, you know, that idea that that's really bled in our community that your vote doesn't matter, that, you know... Like you said, man. Like, oh, it just—it's just nothing matters. You just kind of like go to the no. This is how it's always and been. And look, yeah, it's not. We don't have great options. Let's be real. We don't have great options, but that's sure. we have an option, okay? And that's the one we have to take because it's. I really like. It doesn't just start there at the top. It does, but like it trickles down. But like that needs that. There's. I don't feel like much progress can be made as long as. Donald Trump is our president.
3: Oh, God, he's the
2: worst shit ever. Did you see him posing with the Bible? Oh, my God. It's
3: so... First of all, he tear-gassed peaceful protesters so he can get to the church that was burned to take a fo- several photographs in front of it with the Bible, and he was like...
2: <laughs> was this today? It was so... Exactly. See, I don't... Was, that's was, why I don't, so I don't really... Yesterday. I don't really watch the news He used like it as, like, yesterday. a prop
3: in a set to be
2: like... A prop. And, and then he used force to move the people to, to take the pictures. Well, well he's a, he's a white supremacist, 100. percent That's it. Like he's a white
4: supremacist. That's it. He's just
2: very dumb. He's that, but he's also a white supremacist for sure, 100.
4: percent He's dumb. He's white. I'm surprised Jesus didn't say, "Okay, that's enough. I got to get back to Earth." In the moment, in the moment that Donald Trump was holding that, I, it was such a Jesus should have came <laughs> down. That was. I accused. have to see this photo.
3: Oh my God, it's like mortifying. It's, it's
4: crazy. But you, you know what? More than. Donald Trump is just whack man that picture's whack he's embarrassing he's whack. it's such an he's embarrassment like, yeah um but look man we gonna stay encouraged we out here on the streets I'm about to get out here in a second yeah we love Go you again. man thank you so much love for coming you. On.
3: appreciate you oh love you guys always happy to have you
2: I'm mm. <laughs> <laughs> what was that what was that I can't stand either one of you honestly <sighs> I'm done um, no, <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll call you later. Hit
4: me up, bye. y'all. Ladies, stay safe, stay encouraged, and stay you in guys know where a fan
2: Van Lathan at Van Lathan. Duh,
4: bye, bye,
2: bye. Well, that was Van Lathan, that, that was, was great. Yeah, he always adds you know, he's just he's smart, he's he very he smart. He adds a lot of perspective to the conversation, and I appreciate his perspective. And I don't know, like, I I feel like I don't sound very optimistic on this episode. Um, I don't mean to sound that way. I just feel like today I just feel um, conflicted about where we are in this whole process. Um, I definitely feel
3: conflicted. I definitely... I didn't want to speak too soon. I mean, I'm just so tired of talking about this. It makes me exhausted. Like it really makes me exhausted and it makes me sad and it makes me feel like I'm, not, I'm never doing enough and um so i guess we have to talk about it we have to do it it's necessary but i kind of i feel i feel your hopelessness but i just don't i we can't feel hopeless because that gets us nowhere. i think it's
2: just today i don't really feel like i necessarily feel overall like hopeless i'm you know i'm, I'm a generally like i can See the bright side on th- and things and I know that everything I, I truly do believe that sometimes not sometimes historically you have to burn shit down to the ground and that doesn't necessarily mean like actually, but sometimes it really fucking means that way like shit has got to just you need a, a do-over and you can't erase slavery and you can't delete what's been what's happened but like there has to be a change. We can't. We're, we're, we're like this, like... Well, you, you
3: made a really good point Um, over the weekend. you. I don't know. You weren't talking to me. I don't know. It was just we were having a general conversation. Which, even it's interesting, like, some even I'm, I'm even such in a sensitive place where, like, when we had that conversation, like, obviously we were amongst friends, but, like, I just wasn't... I was just like, please don't want to say anything too stupid. And I know I can't go into conversations that way, but I'm just like... Please don't say anything that I'm gonna have to curse somebody out, mm-hmm. and that's not just like that's just for everybody because I've had, like I've had even friends that are black say some stuff and I'm like okay I'm gonna have to stop you, you know
2: what though for me I'm like please say something so I can and curse your ass out because <laughs> then I'll know. You don't. You don't right. really. You don't really fuck with me, right? Well no, that's true. That's or true. it's like I'm just like
3: cringing, hoping that. Me,
2: or like if I love you because the people, everyone that I loved was there, so I would. I would have like you know how Van said it's a case by case situation, and I agree with that. I'm not like no white people better text me, me asking me, me shit. No, 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 but no. I feel like if like one of my friends says some dumb shit, and I just felt like damn, you really just need to educate yourself. I give them an the opportunity to listen, to listen and learn, and let's talk about it. Yeah. But there's all, but then at the end of at the at the end of it all, though, like there's are certain things that like if we're not in line, you gotta go, you gotta go, like that's it, <laughs> You're right?
3: But you said but you said um, something about America, something about Americans and like rebellion and that like actually America is amongst the most docile of the countries. We don't like there's so much fuckery happening in the White House within government with legislation with fucking lobbyists and insurance companies and bullshit so much in moral and ethical shit that is obvious and blatant um and in media and 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 it's we are just cool with it you know Everything, everybody's cool with it and then when we turn up oh no we're, we're being animals we're being looters we're being like no actually in other countries the government people overthrow it
2: overthrow it they at, overthrow at, the bitch and then be, they kill the president sometimes yeah. or they exile his ass or he goes to jail it's like we put we put these laws in place that the president can't even go to jail. So it's clear what, the what the kind lo- of fucking so, so, law is that? So the laws don't exist.
3: Slavery hasn't ended. It's just been substituted these with, people, with, with with fucking mass incarceration. It still exists. It's absolutely. They put some special words over it and try to fucking sp- 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 seed it in, but bitch, it exists. So you don't give a fuck. This shit has to go.
2: It has to. Go. And honestly, like. I, I was listening to Weezy's uh, new podcast, and you guys should check out Weezy's new podcast. What's it called again? For for fact's sake, for fact's sake, and she was talking about how her mom, her mom's seventy, and she's like, her mom, my mom had to drink was from a separate, you know, uh, had to go to separate bathrooms had at seventy. Yeah. Yo, not it it's, it's I'm just saying What I'm trying to say is, the shit it was not that long ago. It, it's crazy because people think that it's like another lifetime ago no, or a th- century ago. It's not. It was not a hundred years
3: ago. There's a meme and it shows like um, a part, like some of the uh, protests, like during like, Martin Luther King, and they they. Put under the, the they're in color and in black and white the same photos and I said can you believe they put this shit in history books in black and white to make it seem as though it was farther aw- Further away? away because because yeah. the mind has this precise perception of things of when
2: when black went to color and it's just like I just feel those people are still alive they're just they're they're police officers they're politicians they're the ones they're they're. They're the president of the insurance company. They're, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are still among us. Racism has never died, yeah. and like I keep, I kept seeing this meme go around that said like, um, racist, like racism didn't die. It's just now it's being televised or something, or now it's being um, filmed, and it's so true. It's like.
3: It's never. De- it's never
2: been dead. It's just been
3: That's hiding, why I don't want to hear that all lives sight. matter shit. I don't want to hear that fucking. I don't want to hear it. That doesn't like race does matter. Race does exist, or else we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation. It's very fucking. It's historically mattered, and for you to fucking under suggest that it doesn't exist because that benefits your comfortability. Fuck you. Absolutely, I agree. <sighs>
2: Black power. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, well, uh, but
3: I I will say the first night I went downtown, it was a little chaotic. Maybe everybody didn't have the same, I didn't feel the same amount of that much as community as I did when I went the second night when it went up, up, um, but how'd the looting go for you? I wasn't looting. (laughs) but uh we were on the front lines <laughs> we were on the sidelines of the front lines yeah. and we were first of all i felt like it was almost intentional uh, literally we were coming back from um the beach and it's they're showing the in the intersections with like from the helicopter but putting the intersections in like white writing to show exactly where the actions is then they're like the governor gets on we don't have enough police please it says on the screen small crimes won't be like there's literally it's like small crimes won't be infractured it's it's like
2: like, everyone go yeah
3: literally it seemed intentional I was like is this a fucking joke literally the mayor gets on he's like we've called out 40 cops from Ventura County 40? you got 40 (laughs) to come from Ventura fucking County he's like everyone just stay inside the curfew he's like God bless Los Angeles (laughs) Oh, shit. So, <laughs> literally, I'm like, we go straight to the action. And then I get out there and I see, it's mostly kids, girl. It's teenagers. It's like everybody's dressed in black. There's signs. There's spray painting saying, you know, um, fuck, fuck, uh, co- like, fuck pig cops. It was just, you know, and... Kids were just literally stealing furniture from furniture stores, pulling them in the middle of the street, posting up, honking. There was kids going to liquor store, running in the liquor store. You see, like, five car, uh, cop cars, sirens, rush by. They go by, and they, nobody stops. They, like, all spurs from the liquor store, and they just run back, back. in. <laughs> like little roaches.
0: It was hilarious.
3: <laughs> it was great. And I'm like, give me one of those bottles. <laughs> Somebody hand me a bottle of bourbon. You know, it's just, we, got, we jumped out the car at one point. Talking, asking the kids, "Hey, where are you guys from?" I mean, a lot of them from Compton, from East, you know, just different parts of LA. But all people just saying like "Black Lives Matter" and like it was just. It seemed not. Ni- I mean, it just it wasn't violent. It didn't seem violent. Besides, obviously the vandalism that was happening, it seemed like kids trying to go and get theirs. Honestly,
2: you know, we like post up in front of the mount. Ma- I mean, ma- I mean, besides the fact that we're in a pandemic where they're sending people twelve hundred dollars for, for money. This would be, F- like, I just feel like, of course this shit's, people are going to lose shit. People need shit right now more than ever, too. We're in a bad place. People need shit more than ever right now. Oh, you owe, so you're not. So- oh, you owe, so you're not, so you're only going to give me $300 for unemployment and a $600 check, and I'm supposed to be able to catch up and pay you my rent. and Six months left. No, I'm going to go to the go liquor store, the furniture store. I'm going to go cop some shit, and I'm going to resell it. It's not fun. am going to go Gucci. For sure. I mean, For honestly, sure if I had less,
3: if I didn't have, if I didn't feel like maybe someone on TV would be like that's Jamila, I
2: wanted... I was fully encouraging Jamila. She I'm was just, just gonna like, say, get everything. I called. She called me, and I was like, you better really think about what you want, bitch. What do you need? What do we need right now? Uh, I, okay.
3: <laughs> Okay, so I we did I she, we got off the phone, she really hyped me up. Someone had handed me a hard drive from like they just handed it to me from outside of the store. I was like, yes! <laughs> I didn't do anything, but I'm benefiting. Then I got on the phone with Erica, I'm all juiced up. I had a shot of tequila from some some friends that we met on the corner. He's like, Oh yeah, man, I just got this cool thing so I was like, he had just popped it open, so it was no corona. I was like, Yes. And I was like, sure, he's a shot." I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. He gave us a shot. Um so we, Erica gets on the line. Really? I, I called one friend. She's like, get out of there. Go home. I get on the phone with Erica. She's like, think about everything we need. <laughs> what? I was like, oh, my God. This, I was. This is
2: like a murder. I was like, what do we need? We but, need electronics. <laughs> and we need, what else? Like, sound equipment. And this
3: is my fake ass. I was in the streets. So I was like, yeah, let me think about it. Where can we go next? Computers? Like, completely as if I was just about to be about that, life, popping down some shit. <laughs> so wait, we drive by Trashy Lingerie. And I'm like, <gasps> Trashy Lingerie. <laughs> we need to have a photo shoot. But people had just started like popping this shit over and I'm like, pull over, pull over. So we go to Trashy Lingerie and I go inside, I pick up the mannequin and I'm like,
0: Ugh!
3: and I put it down. I'm like, gotta get out of here. I'm not going to jail for lingerie. I'm just not gonna do it. I just walk out. I'm just not gonna do it. Oh, like like literally my fangs had come out just like i had been riding around in the street like <laughs> screaming out of the window and I was just like following all the kids and then my fangs came out but uh, luckily I put it down I gained adult control and I I left that joint without anything so no I wasn't looting I was take I was out there I have hanging with my with Adventure Bay who's super resp- about responsible fun and he we were like with like tallying get along with some kids that we didn't know. I'm sure they're like, Why are these people following us? And at one point one of the kids shot like I don't know how he, he must have been breaking some glass, got glass in his hand and he's like, I can see my bone I was like, Oh no, I can't look he's like, so my adventure babe was like, do you need first aid? I, do you guys have first aid? I'm like, in my head, like, nigga, you know they don't have no first aid. Only you have first aid. <laughs> He's like, Hold on. You, like, pull over to, <laughs> to help these kids that we've been following that we don't know, that we, but we think we're a part of their posse, you know? Because <laughs> we're just like, yeah, yeah. So he goes in the back of the truck, gets the first aid out, it's like giving him gauze and helping him, asking, him, like, where are you guys from? <laughs> like, oh my God. drive up. Honestly, it was pretty exciting. It I sounds, felt like I was. I mean, it sounds like a good night to remember. It was. I felt like I was a part of history. I was, I just. was good to be there i i I had the opportunity to not be home on my couch listening to that bitch on abc talk about the people doing the shit and saying how violent it was and how this it was and how and when i was there i I realized it was just really about rebellion and about the anger and the anguish and the sadness and that together they were just saying this is we're a community and whatever it wasn't like it wasn't a it
2: wasn't I, I. That's the thing that the news portrays. It's like this all out assault on police officers. And then and then, I, and, then I, and then we're I not noticed, here to fuck police officers. And up. then
3: I noticed they kept repeating this like the same stories, like Gucci, Gucci. Now, that seems very urban and black to keep saying Gucci got locked in Gucci like niggas love Gucci we get it okay we get it but also the surf shop on fucking in Santa Monica got fucking looted all non-blacks peeling out of there with full surfboards okay so it's like nobody fucking wanted to cover that shit right so it it was just interesting to be there and then to we were honestly watching it at the same time and just see you know how they're trying to portray the situation when it's not that and Bitch, Beverly Hills and Rodeo was locked down. Those niggas were out there just chilling on their cars just posted because that's really what they give a fuck about. Fucking so like Bel Air, the, right off of Laurel Canyon, they hired private security. They've, they've banned it off of cars because they're they're trying to make it like, you know, and truth be told, people are going to probably try and run into some houses because if you're a criminal, now's a good time to be an extra criminal. Right. If I'm criminaling, I'm criminaling now. now. But <laughs> that's not all that's happening. It's not all criminal. You know, it's just... Be careful of the news that you consume and how you listen and how often. Turn that shit off because it's not true and you, you just have to be conscious of how you're getting fed information. These the, the government owns fucking the radio and major television and everything else that we consume, so use your fucking intuition and your witch shit and your brain and
2: go on that. Right, right. <sighs> Sorry, that was a rant. Right. I got high. No, it's fine. It was, it was good. <laughs> um... Well, I am excited because we are going to have Ray on. So, you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, we interviewed Sean King uh, this year, actually. God, no, was it? It was, it was 2019. End of, end of last year. Yeah. And we interviewed him and his wife, Ray King, and um, they actually started their own podcast. And, you know, she, it's all about her... Marriage to the movement. Yeah. Her, Married to the movement. She's, yeah, imagine being the wife of the biggest activist black activist pretty much i would say in the world and um she just has a lot of perspective she's so 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 smart she's an educator and we're having her on because i don't know i feel like it is a good time to talk about race and talk about how are we talking about how are we having these conversations with our kids because ultimately they're the future they are like i think about Irene and i talked about that fear of like what i'm leaving her to but also like what am i arming her with and, like, even white kids, what are we arming white kids with? What are white parents, how are white parents having a conversation. conversation with their kids? Because that is so fuck. You guys have such a responsibility. You really do. And you can drop the ball very easily, or you can just pick it up right now and make those changes now. Because it fucking matters. It really fucking matters. And, so, and, I mean, and there's there's a lot of non-black parents with black children.
3: And that's a whole—that's a whole whole different conversation. You don't
2: get to miss out on that either. You, I don't care if you think he's passing. It's vital that
3: you (laughs) don't think that your kid is passing, and that you don't have to have these conversations, and that you keep telling your kid that you know race doesn't matter because what will happen is going to be this rude fucking awakening one day, and it's not going to feel nice. It doesn't feel good to realize suddenly, at a jolting way, that somebody sees you differently than someone else solely because of it. So,
2: yeah, I mean, it's it's. They're hard. They're difficult conversations, but I'm excited because Ray's coming on. We can ask. Her. I have a lot of questions I want to ask her too because she has more. She has more experiences than anyone. She has to talk to her kids about race constantly because of the work that her and her husband do. So and she's a diversity educator. Yeah. she's she's well, like she's the person we should. So talk tell to. all your mommy friends. Your your tell your wife friends. Go tell your wife friends to, to join, join this us. conversation. They need to be in this talk more more than anyone. Honestly, I mean, we do too, obviously, but. Yeah, um, and that's going to be on Friday. It's at 5 p.m. Pacific and, a, and 8 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. So um, mm. if you want to join that mm-hmm. Zoom, Zoom, make sure you sign up for our Patreon. Um, we're going to be sending out a Zoom link to all of our patrons. This is a patron-only event, so if you are a patron, you're already invited, bitch. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we will send out the Zoom link. We'll have more information on our Instagram this week. And we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week. Be safe out there. Fight the good fight. blah, blah, night Blood power.